Welcome back into the Inside the Pylon Mock War Room Draft. Chuck Zotti here as acting commissioner uh, for this month, which is now pretty close to wrapping up, actually. Uh, and we head to Minnesota, the north, where it gets just about as cold as you can potentially imagine. Uh, we're heading out to see what the Vikings are going to be doing with their pick here. Uh, and joining us to head up the Vikings, uh, we have placed Arif Hassan, of the cold Omaha and Daily Norseman in charge of the Minnesota Vikings here. And Arif, really appreciate you joining us today. Yeah, no, I love being on. Thanks for asking me to be here. Absolutely. And uh, just before we put you on the clock, why don't you introduce us to uh, the team that's going to be helping you make this pick? Yeah, no problem. Uh, I brought on uh, Owen Reezy. Uh You can find him on Twitter at uh, Reezy Draft. Uh, he, uh, he does some pretty good stuff on Twitter uh, and uh, he also uh, writes for uh, Bucky's Fifth Quarter, uh, as well as which is a Wisconsin Badgers website, as well as uh, My Mind on Sports. Uh, and he'll be uh, taking a look at sort of the, the Vikings' defensive needs and, and the players they could get there. I'm also joined by Kyle Posey, uh, who uh, he's written for a couple of websites, but right now it looks like he's writing for uh, Bolts from the Blue, which is SB Nation's uh, San Diego Chargers website. We'll be looking at sort of the Vikings' offensive needs and those kinds of players. Very good. Well, Arif, you and your team now have 15 minutes to make the selection for the Vikings, and you are officially on the clock. All right. Uh, so uh, the way the draft board is breaking down, I think, for the Vikings, it's not really an ideal situation. Uh, I think in a lot of scenarios, uh, the Vikings would be uh, maybe happy to trade down. A lot of the target players that the Vikings may have looked at are already gone. Uh, the Vikings will probably end up looking at wide receivers. Uh, that's the position they address the least in free agency, uh, as well as uh, safeties. They don't really have an answer there. Uh, the linebacker core, uh, they're missing one even if Chad Greenway does come back. Uh, and along the offensive line, even though they made a bunch of moves to improve that for this season, a lot of those players are on one-year contracts, and a lot of those players – uh, are questionable either because of injury or a history of body performance. Uh, unfortunately, the best swing players uh, that could play inside or outside in the offensive line are gone. Uh, the two best linebackers are gone. Uh, three of the four best wide receivers are gone. And it's already difficult to figure out safeties, but it seems like the best safety that you could possibly have, at least in the first round, is definitely gone. Uh, that probably leaves the Vikings with players like uh, Ryan Kelly, a center from Alabama, who I think can probably play guard. I think Kyle's going to talk maybe a little bit more about what he thinks of him, as well as Michael Thomas, a uh, wide receiver from uh, from Ohio State. Other than that, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, there was some talk, you know, of safeties. Uh, and we'll, we'll probably talk about Keanu Neal for a second because he got invited to the draft, so some teams see him as a first-round player. Uh, Owen will talk about him real quick, as well as, uh, Leonard Floyd, who wouldn't be an edge rusher, he uh, like he played at Georgia, he would be an off-ball linebacker here with the Vikings, just like Anthony Ball was. So, uh, Kyle, first, what are your thoughts on using that first-round pick to either select uh, Ryan Kelly or Michael Thomas? Yeah, so, I mean, going with a center, where, where are we at in the 20s right now? I mean, he better be pretty damn good if we're going to pass up on a guy that, you know, can actually score touchdowns or, you know, make life easier on Teddy. And I know how important stopping interior pressure is. And Ryan Kelly is a power guy. But, you know, I'm not, I guess I'm not sure exactly how much 
true inside zone, outside zone the Vikings do. But when Ryan Kelly climbs to the second level, he has a tendency to whiff quite a bit. So I'm not sure if that's where I would go at this point in the draft. I do like Michael Thomas quite a bit. Um, I, I watched eight games of him, and he had two drops. So, I mean, he's very sure-handed, even though they might not always look clean. But, I mean, he hangs on to the ball. He is a better downfield threat than I think people give him credit for. But, I mean, it's not all about downfield threats. And he's going to be an every-down guy, and he's a very, very good route runner. I think he's the second-best route runner in the class. And I think he'd really, really help Bridgewater out. I would, I would go with Thomas, but I also have, like, a wild card here. Um, oh, fantastic. There, how redundant, <laughs> how redundant would it be to take a running back right now? Well, personally, it's, we're not, we're not acting like we're Rick Spielman or Mike Zimmer, so I'm personally all about that. I'm okay with grabbing right. a running back. I'm the kind of person who would love to pair a running back in the future with Jared McKinnon, who I'm really high on. Uh, and uh, find ways to either move on from Adrian Peterson or, if possible, even move Adrian Peterson. So that's not as much a wild card for me as it would be for the actual Vikings. So definitely go ahead, talk about your running back. Good. So we still have Zeke Elliott on the board, is that correct? Oh, is that true? Yeah, I think Henry's still there. I didn't hear him say Zeke. Oh, okay. Elliott is off the board. No, no, Elliott. Elliott is off the board. Oh, Elliot is off the board. Okay, okay. We'll scratch that idea. But that's um, – well, going back there, so, I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I didn't know if I heard a running back play. Um, so, yeah, I guess it comes down to Thomas on the offensive side. Mike Thomas, like you said. I don't know if he said uh, Doxson, but Thomas right here, if we're looking at just receiver-wise or comparing Thomas and Kelly, I think uh, Thomas will be the best bet overall. He's going to be a guy that can come in and really help you out. Cool. Well, I'm going to switch over to Owen real quick, but before that, uh, one of the questions you kind of have to answer is, like, you know, relative drop-off. So, you know, the difference between Michael Thomas and uh, the next best receiver, whether or not that's Leonte Carew or Tyler Boyd or Will Fuller, what's the difference between Thomas and that versus the difference between Kelly and the next best interior offensive lineman, be that, you know, Cody Whitehair or Vidal Alexander or whoever? Right, and I mean that's that's probably the best way to look at it as well. And I mean, if if I was looking at just looking at the players available right now, I probably Reese is going to go here, but I I go on the defensive side because I think the difference between Mike Thomas and a guy that can really help Bridgewater underneath with would be, in my opinion, Sterling Shepard. Um, I would I would kind of roll the dice and see if he's there in the second round, but. Compared to a guy, even like I mean Kelly, you can you can more than likely get a guy in the second round, whether it's like a Nick Martin or um, what, like just like a Max Church, even later on, a guy that can really move. So I mean, it's a deep center draft. It's also not really not you know top heavy deep at wide receiver, but I don't think the difference between Thomas and Sterling Shepard is very much at all. Where I would. I would pass on him at this point. I wouldn't have a problem with doing that for either of the two. But if I did have to pick, it would be it would be Thomas. All right. Uh, then Owen, uh, we had a brief discussion about you know safeties in the draft. Uh, you said that you really think that there's only one first round safety in this draft. You already went Jalen Ramsey, obviously. There are a couple of intriguing options. You know, a lot of people were high on Darian Thompson before 
Uh, his combine scores kind of moved him. Some people are really high on uh, you know, a player like Jeremy Cash or, or Miles Killebrew, who plays close to the line. Uh, and we just found out that Keanu Neal was invited to the combine. So at least some teams seem to think that he's a first-round pick. Um, could, uh, so could you talk about him for a second before we talk about maybe any other defensive player? Uh, yeah, so Keanu Neal is really uh, he's an intriguing guy. Uh, I know a lot of vines are going around Twitter of him um, kind of knocking Derrick Henry off his feet, stuff like that. And I think <laughs> if you watch uh, Vernon Hargraves in any um, in any detail, a lot of stuff you'll see you'll see Neil flying around quite a bit. Uh, he's kind of another one of those alpha dog uh, personality defensive backs. Uh, however, uh, I think with the new rule uh, that was just implemented with uh, the two personal fouls becoming an ejection. Um, it wouldn't be very far-fetched at all to see Keanu Neal be ejected from um, a game or more than one. Um, not that he's a dirty player, but he's uh, reckless, I guess, for lack of a better term. He's very uh, – he plays hard and he flies around, but he um, looks for the big hit a lot, which is great, um, but not in this uh, the NFL that we uh, are in now. It's very um, – you know, the referees are kind of taught that if it looks like a penalty, throw the flag, uh, even if it isn't. Um, so I think that someone like Neil, who is a little uh, limited in coverage, kind of gets lost in coverage sometimes, uh, I think that he's more, uh, he kind of fits with the Jeremy Cash and the Killbrew, the guys that um, will need to be schemed around uh, to succeed. And I think that if you're going to take a safety in the first round, um, that shouldn't necessarily be the case. So while other teams might see him as a potential um, first-round pick, uh, I wouldn't take him there. It's a little rich for me. Six minutes remaining. All right. Uh, so, yeah, so it definitely sounds like uh, Neil is one of those box safeties that teams seem to value a little bit more than maybe modern NFL analysts do. Uh, the other player that I was taking a look at, the Vikings need a linebacker. Uh, they have to worry about, you know, whether or not they'll be taking him off in nickel situations. Uh, and I think with a player like Leonard Floyd, who is a, an edge player for Georgia, you wouldn't necessarily have to do that you'd find possibly 800 snaps if he's healthy throughout the year, despite the skill of someone like Kendricks and someone like Barr on that defense. Uh, could you talk about Leonard Floyd a little bit? Uh, yeah, he's one of those guys that um, kind of played the jack-of-many-trades at Georgia. They couldn't really decide if they wanted to to have him play as an edge defender or off the ball and let him kind of use his athleticism. Uh, I think he's, he's very similar in his style of play to Anthony Barr. They're both kind of freak uh, athletes. And I think that if you were to put him um, in a 4-3 scheme, uh, I think that he could use that speed. He, Kendricks, and, and Barr would be an elite uh, unit as uh, linebackers as far as being able to cover sideline to sideline. I think those are about three of the fastest linebackers in the league. So that would be um, that would be a very intriguing thought. Um, and also, uh, what you talked about with his nickel versatility, you could, either, you could choose to rush him if you wanted. Um, but you don't have to. You can leave him on as a coverage linebacker, and I think he provides a lot of value there. So I think he'd be a very good selection okay. at that point. Awesome. Um, so we don't have a ton of time left, but right before I make my decision, same question about Leonard Floyd as I asked Kyle about Kelly and Thomas. Getting the drop-off for the next available linebacker is significant, or do you think that that's not uh, as big as it would be for maybe a lot of other positions? Um, I think if you're thinking of him as an edge, I don't think the drop-off is that big. But if you're talking uh, off-ball linebackers, um, probably the next guy you might think of is Jalen Smith, who is a redshirt project mm-hmm. mostly. 
Um, other than that, I think there is a pretty significant talent gap after Floyd, uh, especially with uh, Darren Lee being taken. So I think, yeah, that there's if, if you're looking at, at like Neil being a safety, I think there's quite a few of those, but I don't think there is another Leonard Floyd type uh, left on the board. So I think that'd be the way to go. Okay, so uh, that means so I think that pretty much sets up the decision pretty easily for us. Um, I really like Michael Thomas a lot. You know, Kyle Posey did a really good job uh, telling us, you know, why Thomas is such a good player. Uh, and he's actually maybe my favorite receiver in the draft. I haven't studied all of them, but he's definitely up there. Um, but I'm going to have to forego that, I think, uh, in order to play the draft the right way. Uh, and I think I'm going to select Leonard Floyd. One of the things I really like about him and one thing that you really look for for these edge conversions is whether or not they're instinctive and fluid. And I think Floyd is both of those things. Um, the Vikings can find a way to get a receiver in the second round that shares maybe some of the similar qualities to Michael Thomas or can provide at least a one-dimensional weapon to help Teddy Bridgewater out. And there's a lot of interior uh, help throughout the draft. So uh, the Vikings will select a pick 23, uh, Leonard Floyd from Georgia. Very good. As you heard, Leonard Floyd from Georgia heading to the Minnesota Vikings. Arif, big thank you to you and your team. Uh, really appreciative of the time that you spent with us here today. Yeah, and again, thanks for, for having us on. I'm really sorry that I made this a hassle for you. It is not, not a problem at all. We're going to head over to Mark Schofield and Shane Alexander for a bit of background on Floyd now. Shane, looking at Leonard Floyd uh, as a prospect here, what do you see from him in terms of his biggest strengths? And also talk to me a little bit uh, about some of the things that he doesn't do well today. In terms of strength, I think you look at a guy that's already on the Minnesota Vikings roster, Anthony Barr. He was a guy at UCLA that was maybe a little bit misused. Uh, he was typecast as uh, an edge rusher that was bound to bust. He goes to Minnesota, and he's used as an off-ball linebacker, and now he's one of the best in the league. And that's a real tribute to him and Mike Zimmer. I think Floyd is, is a lot of the same way. He came to Georgia as an outside linebacker, but was used and moved around as a chess piece style uh, under defensive coordinator Jeremy Pruitt and, and Todd Grantham. Um, I like what he offers in an off-ball setting. And what I mean by that is he's a guy that can rush the passer either from the edge or from an inside linebacking role. But I think he's athletic enough um, and, and, and twitchy enough to play off-ball like Anthony Barr where he can cover guys out of the slot, where he's, he can do the coverage things you need him to do. And then when it's time to go forward, he can do that. Uh, some of his biggest weaknesses would be play strength. I, I don't know if he's an, you know, an every-down defensive end or outside linebacker. That's why, personally, I've scouted him as an off-ball linebacker. Play strength is going to be something he's going to have to get used to. And while he is athletic enough to cover guys, and I do think this is a nice role for him, he's still a little bit um, – uh, lackluster in that area. So coming out, he's going to have to get used to, to playing uh, that coverage draw. I think he's athletic enough to do it, but he's got to learn how to do it. So those are a couple of strengths and a couple of weaknesses. But but ceiling-wise, I love this fit. It's a great compliment to Anthony Barr on the other side. Mark, talk to me a bit about how uh, the Vikings can deploy Floyd and how he fits into that system. Uh, a little bit crowded in that linebacking core right now. Yeah, it's a little bit crowded. I mean, this is an interesting pick from a sort of scheme fit perspective because you've, like Shane pointed out, look, you've got a guy in Anthony Barr that does what Floyd does well. Well, is it redundant? Maybe. Or maybe what you're really doing is making that linebacker core incredibly athletic. And what you can do is you've got Barr on one side. They've got Chad Greenway slotted in as their will linebacker. Maybe you let Floyd fill that role. Maybe you let him kind of flow around, flow to the football, and make plays, which is what a will linebacker typically does. 
that that gives you two really athletic outside linebackers, two young guys as well that are in the similar mold. And with Mike Zimmer kind of calling the shots for this defense, I think he would find very creative ways to use the two of them in some you know exotic blitz packages, some exotic sort of zone blitz things that you can do where you know you're rushing one, dropping the other. You know, rushing both of them and dropping a guy like Robeson or even Sheree Floyd, who's somewhat an athletic D tackle, into underneath his own coverage. So this would be one of those things where maybe when you first see this pick, you're like, wait, well, don't they already have a guy like this? But when you kind of dig in and move the pieces around on the chessboard, you can do some fun things, fun and creative things with it to get after the quarterback and get after an offense. Shane, looking at a guy like Floyd, does he have the athleticism at his uh, height to be able to stay with some of these bigger tight ends that we see out there these days, some of the other guys that are 6'6", six, 6'7"? Six, six, I think so. I mean, like I said, he's going to have to learn how to be a, a coverage linebacker, and, and that's going to be an interesting process in, in rookie camp and training camp in the preseason. But once he does learn the nuance and the technique athletically, strength-wise, uh, speed-wise, I do think he has the ability. You're not going to ask him to do elaborate things, uh, but I do believe the things you do ask him to do and that Zimmer will ask him to do, um, he can stand up to it. Mike Zimmer does a great job of, of mirroring his roster, um, and, and I think the role that he plays, Anthony Barr, and how that transition gives me confidence that, that he would do the same with uh, Leonard Floyd. Very good. Shane Alexander and Mark Schofield, that's who you were just listening to right there. Leonard Floyd was the pick at number 23 to the Minnesota Vikings. Tomorrow, we're going to Cincinnati. What are the Bengals going to do? Tune in tomorrow to find out on the Inside the Pylon Mock War Room Draft.